Welcome to the Quack Hole Podcast, the most official, unofficial Oregon Ducks podcast on the web photosphere. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Quack 12 Podcast or visit our website, quack12podcast.com. If you like what you hear, please leave us five stars on your listening device. And if you'd like to support the show, please visit the Quack 12 Patreon page, where for a measly $5 a month, you can become an official Quackman and unlock hundreds of hours of Oregon Duck content. On to the show. Quack. 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 Oh. I am your host, Adam Chimeo. And I am your loving, comical, and sometimes stupid co-host, Aaron Schroeder. Oh, wow. Your introduction sounds way better than mine. Yeah, I decided it's time for me to have my own intro. Hey. (laughs) Maybe it's time for you to have your own show. I fucking quit. No, I'm joking. Oh. I'm joking. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Aaron Schroeder's show. Absolutely, the Aaron Schroeder Show. No, it's the Quack 12 Podcast, the most official, unofficial, Oregon Ducks web, uh, web footis, oh, wait, hold on, <laughs> the only <laughs> Quack 12 Podcast, the most Oregon Ducks football podcast in the world. Wow, I've said it every week In the web footosphere. In the web footosphere. Every, uh, well, clearly sometimes, even the greatest at their craft can mess up. And I think that should be the week, uh, that should be the theme of the week as I stumble yeah. around my words. Um, Aaron. Oh boy, does that mean we have a lot of really great news to talk about with the basketball? Comparatively, I'll say yes. Did they stumble through their week? Well, we'll see. I'll, I'll tell you this, man. Compared to where uh, specifically women's basketball, I mean, I mean, both teams were heading in some pretty bad directions basically away from the tournament directions uh both had cool. been swept i believe last week we talked both teams lost both games and right. they needed wins uh this week much more optimistic i'll tell you that much especially oh. for the women's basketball team which i was i was really starting to get worried for they had a couple of really good showings that i was happy happy to see before we get into that though we we have a little bit of news, not a whole lot of news. Um, one thing I think you'll be very happy about. Do you remember last week we talked about Treshawn Holden? Uh, it was going to be my first question. Mm-hmm. I wanted to interrupt you to get to this, but here we are. Do you, so you've heard the news. You've heard the word, my man. I was going to ask you if he was back on the team or if he was like, no, I'm fine. Aaron, he's back on the team. There we go. Which I'm very, very glad to hear. Uh, I don't believe he's released any kind of uh, statement per se, which, you know. I, Nor will he. He shouldn't even have to. You're not going to gonna get one. He shouldn't even have to because he didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. I got a quote from, like, Lane County Deputy District Attorney Chris Perosa, who talked to the Oregonian. Uh, they said that, like, body camera footage uh, reviewed by his office is what led to the decision not to prosecute Holden. Uh, he also said legitimate attempts to de-escalate a dispute with his girlfriend. So, you know, like, and then also uh, Perosa said the incident spiraled out of control quickly and that Holden, who did have a gun, would have had legitimate grounds of self-defense or defense of others. So fair enough, especially it's like, you know, like, uh, clearly the whole... Dude just got... Dude just got out of the most toxic relationship ever, <laughs> me thinks. Yeah, I mean, something's going on there. <laughs> Who knows? I don't, you know, like, uh, you know, if if this lawyer said, like, hey, he had legit cause, and, you know, all the, all the gun shit going wow. on in this country, we don't want to go, uh, you know, like, there's some crazy ass people with their guns. There's also some people that just have some guns, you know, and legally they're allowed to have them. Uh, and it sounds like this, you know, I... Like, hey, you know, he didn't do anything wrong, technically. So I'm glad yeah. they looked into it because there's so many Look. situations where, like, especially in a very white population, they see a very uh, a black man with a with a gun, and it's like, boom, he's he's fucked yeah. in a million different ways. So I'm glad they looked into it. Look, there's nothing wrong with sporting guns. 
Yeah. It's when you get into the... Uh, I mean, I agree with this, too. That <laughs> tier when it's just like, I can kill a human from 50 yards away in one shot with this thing. Yeah. That's when it's like, yo, no, we don't need these kinds of guns. For me personally, like, it's more like... You know what I miss? Yeah. <laughs> What's that? You're a Texan, too. I miss so. the Sacrally. popularity of the Uzi as your, like, <laughs> no. everyday street carrier. I'm the exact... Those things are... They're hella inaccurate. That's, you could get hit worse. with, like, five bullets and survive. I mean, like, or you know, die. And he'd be like, yo, I'm not going to get into that shit anymore. It's got hit with an Uzi. Huh. Okay. I thought I thought we were going the opposite. <laughs> I have the opposite take where I'd be like, the ones that shoot like a million bullets in five seconds, those are the bad ones. But uh apparently Well yeah. So look, <laughs> the official... we don't need your walk around gun oh, doesn't need to be an AR fifteen. I agree an with Uzi that. Uzi will suffice. All you need to do is hit a person a couple of times in the butt and oh, they're fuck. gonna stop doing whatever they're doing. Like living. And they'll be able to walk away. Oh my god. No, they won't. You just shot him in the butt. Okay, well, an Uzi is not a very powerful weapon. Apparently, it's like powerful, but I, it's survivable because it's so inaccurate and it kind of sprays. I don't. Apparently, so it's like getting shot with a twenty-two. You'll probably survive that. Apparently, the specific Uzi lobbyists have gotten to one of the podcasters on this podcast. Adam, I would like to let you know, and all of our faithful <laughs> listeners, that if you would like to learn more about Uzi Uzi's. safety. You can head over to the thequack12podcast.com okay. where you will find all sorts of information. You know, Most I thought we were going to go too left on this situation, but apparently I can go very left because one of us is once an Uzi in every house. <laughs> so there you go. I'm just saying I miss those days. Well, okay. Well, <laughs> now we're talking about Make America uzi again, so I don't know what's anyway. going on here. Uh, well, this of course is so, yeah, how well, every he was episode in a hot starts. Mess. <laughs> this is how yeah, every he episode was in a starts. Hot mess. He owns a gun. No big deal. Yeah. Apparently, he was. It was going to be fine if he used it. Uh, so apparently, I, I don't know what the fuck. Yeah, like we don't got to get any more into that story because I don't think we're going to really get any more. Aaron's like everything would have been better if an Uzi was involved. Which uh, the only Uzi I can think of that I've. That's really, I mean, that's such a 90s movie weapon, I think of. I think of in, uh, totally. if you've seen Battle Royale, I remember there's yep. a fun Uzi scene in that. But as a, as a, um, as a. I'm not saying everything would be better <laughs> with them. I'm you saying said it, I miss those days. When everyone had an Uzi. <laughs> it was a simpler time, Adam. Well, I think, <laughs> I think the government should march into every home, um, assume they have a gun ransack their house and take the guns from the people's hands that'll be my official stand so there we go aaron i'm glad are he's you on vegan no i'm not but i, I will okay. be if it if it adds to the humor of the podcast i'll transfer over <laughs> you'll be the really this is gonna be the new dynamic we're gonna make you really right and i'm gonna be really left and then sure. we're gonna talk about football yeah i love it i can really lean into my contrarianism to uh Inspire myself to be total dirtbag. Absolutely, um, and I'll make you feel bad for it. Marcus Mariota will be the subject of the new Netflix documentary series detailing 2022 NFL season. Very cool. I believe they're following two other QBs, but I'm um, I'm intrigued to see this. I wonder if they'll talk about because I know there's this little weird backlash where it's like Marcus Mariota had a baby, you know, had his first baby with his wife, and I and he was also injured. I do believe he was already like, you know, healing up. And I think there was some kind of small non-controversy controversy where they were like, "Oh, he needs to be with the team instead. He's with his his newborn baby. What the fuck's going on?" Even while he was injured, I I don't know. I, I'd like to for them to shine a little bit of light on that. But I mean, Mario. If they great bring guy. it up, mm-hmm. if there they bring music. it up, yeah. Fingers crossed when it's like the players on the team being like, I think he should have been here then with that baby. It cuts to him on a speedboat shirtless with two beers in his hand going like, (laughs) (laughs) well, Mariota, it'd be more like a Nissan cube with the windows slightly rolled down. But I get what you mean. Basically that 
Uh, I'm excited to see that. I'll, I I will watch it. Maybe we'll review it on this very podcast if we run out of. Hell yeah, stuff that sounds like some quality bonus con- content. Content, I agree. Uh, and then we'll review the latest doozy. Uh, D. L. Surmels. That's right, defensive line Surmels, highly regarded, highly touted. Uh, duck. Maybe switching over to O line. Mainly because we're so stacked at the D-line position, which is exactly what you want to hear. Not Mm -hmm. much news there, but thought it was intriguing. Yeah, uh, mainly just glad that Treshawn Holden's back on the team and that all that shit was sifted out and that there wasn't enough bad, you know, like that he was like, ah, I'm out of here. Yeah, and I'm glad that, you know, I'm basically glad that Dan Lanning cut him from the team when he heard the things and then was... Big enough and smart enough to be like, no, no, I'm sorry. Let's get you back on this team. You know, it also seems like there's a percent chance that regardless of what anyone knows out of the gate, Mm -hmm. it's just protocol to do that. You know what I mean? Like, as the school, you... Your lawyer's like, you have to do this shit because otherwise you could get in really deep doo-doo through association some shit. I so think you, PR-wise, As a yeah. business, mm-hmm. it is your responsibility to, like, bang, until further notice. And then it's like, okay, we're clear, come back. I think in the future we should do a thing where it's like and, – and, you know, also I think he's also looking at, like, scholarship limits and stuff like that. It's like, oh, here's one. Yeah, that'll easy thing. But I, I think what we should do is we should almost – Figure out some kind of term for like half off the team, half off the team until, um, you know, whatever potential crime or something is figured out to be a crime or not. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think that would help sometimes. I think there's obvious ones, like when Darren Carrington. Do you remember this one? Was it was a DUI? He murdered his girlfriend? No, that was someone else, <laughs> some other football player. Darren Carrington. Ran into a McDonald's while there's a DU under a DUI, and he got kicked off the team. Do you remember that at all? No. There's also like, I think he didn't get kicked off the team for this. I think he got in a fight with someone, and was quoted like taking off a shirt and said like, "I'm Darren Carrington. I'm on the football team." And he had like a tattoo of his name on his back, and that's why everyone knew it was him. <laughs> like, like it. There's stuff like that where I'm like, hey, yeah, sure, kick him off the team right off the bat. There's also those two players, I do believe, um, that shot people. Do you remember this just a year or two ago? The drive-by Jamal thing. Hill with, the, with soft yeah. you know, air pellets or whatever. But that was near enough for me to be like, yeah, get him off. But, I mean, Jamal Hill's still on the team. And I don't know. Pretty, pretty interesting. I don't know that I would. Him off, I would definitely put him on probation. Yeah, I think that's a good where they're not allowed to play and mm-hmm. they're not allowed to go anywhere. Like trades are off the table, nothing's trades. Ever like you're gonna sit. <laughs> oh here. god, I hope we never have trades. You fucked in college. Up. You're gonna sit here in your own fuck up. Look and... at this. Look at this fuck up. Yeah. Yeah, and um, they, I think they should be guarded by Usis as well. Make sure they can't leave their houses. Eh. <laughs> Here's what I say you build a hundred square foot arena. Mm. You throw in 50 people, mm. everybody gets an Uzi, Oh God! you see how long it takes for everyone to die. About two seconds. <laughs> okay, now we're getting too dark. <laughs> I guess if everyone has an Uzi, it's, it's, it's still You fun. brought me here, bro. I know. I'm just, invoy- I'm just enjoying the landscape. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, let's get off guns. Let's get in to one of our favorite segments of all time. We're, we're, we're diving in pretty quickly here. Because we, we got some basketball to talk about. Okay. And that is our very favorite segment. The segment we all... We you all... got me right in the middle <laughs> of all my things. Goddamn. Quacksball. 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 The awkward stalling was me waiting for Aaron to push the button. <laughs> That's right, Quaxiball. Quaxiball had a good showing this week. A good showing. Do you want to start with the men's or the women's? Men's played one game, women's played two. Uh, let's go with the men's. Okay. Now the men's. No. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Yep. There we go. Men. 
The men's, it was the Civil War. Oh, a game once called the Civil War. Now it is the Platy, the battle for the platypus. That is right. The Platy. Can we just time out real quick <laughs> and enjoy the fact that how hard it is for you to not I know. Do not always call it that. I know. I mean, I'm I'm the, it's the classico. I'm the left one, so I should not be saying it. And you should be going. Ah, oh, they're taking away our our history and our culture. Uh-huh. We gotta call this. It's the best name. I have an old cup that says Civil War. What am I supposed to do with that now? No, it's the platypus. We all know it, you idiots. Um, Oregon versus Oregon State, the most played. I believe you can full stop the most. Played basketball game in the history of the world. I'm willing to take that jump. I don't know if that's true. I'm assuming. I know it's the most played college basketball rivalry series, full stop. I would assume then it's the most in the world because America invented basketball, right? So we've been playing it more. I think it's Canadian. No, isn't it? Wasn't it big? No. Football's Canadian. What? What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, did you know that Canada invented football? Mm, like, I saw that in a commercial with a oh, yeah. famous person who says it out loud. <laughs> no, I, I bet. Maybe they were the first. I mean, because I know it was like a conglomeration of like, this is basically just rugby and soccer kind of combined. Yeah. And then it just, so that makes sense. Yeah. Thank you, Canada. We love you. Um. Uh, okay. Well, back to the basketball thing. You can assume then that. Oregon and Oregon State have been playing basketball since the beginning of basketball. Beginning of time, yeah. And they've probably played each other twice a year since the beginning of time, or do we only play them once now? Twice a year. I don't know if we always have played them twice a year, you know, but uh, nowadays we do, yeah. I would assume in the beginning, Mm -hmm. probably more than twice a year. Possibly. Because who else is there? Yeah, like who else is there? There's only so many giant white guys you can play because, I mean, we're talking mm. about only white teams at this True. point. Well, if you're in Oregon at that time, then you're absolutely just going to be a white guy. Yeah. Well, and they're not going to let you on the team like 100 years ago if you're not. Right. Yeah. They're going to also kick you out of the state. They were kind of racist <laughs> back then. If only there were more Uzis. Um, <laughs> University of Oregon versus Oregon State University. This is a team that we... I mean, on paper, are better than. We're more talented than. We have more. Our, our record is better. But anyone who's really been watching the Ducks, who's been watching the Beavers, I think you could have assumed, who saw that there were 7,000 fans, mainly Beavers, obviously, in the stands, could tell you this game was probably going to be close and Ducks were maybe even going to lose this one. This mm. ended up, I mean, we started off first half. Boom, 35 to 29. We were actually hitting our shots pretty well. Um, like, I was pretty happy with what we were doing. Hitting, especially the three-pointers. We were doing a lot better than average. Um, we should say Brendan Rigsby was out of this game with an ankle injury. He didn't even dress. Um, Dante was just absolutely our man inside. Had a great game. 16 points, 18 <laughs> rebounds. Wow. Overall, the Ducks were in charge. Uh, I mean, we were up by 10 points at three different points in the second half. So you would assume it's like, yeah, Ducks absolutely blew them out. However, at one point late in the game, Oregon State, I, if I remember correctly, yeah, had a five-point lead, if I remember. Hmm. I think it was five points. Eh, whatever. They had a lead near the end. Weird. Our energy was just drained. Meanwhile, the Beavers fans were just freaking out, absolutely roaring. Bill Walton was mm-hmm. calling the game. Uh, shit was going down. Oregon State, they get really into wearing bucket hats. What are your thoughts on bucket hats? The fans, I'm saying. Uh, I have one. It makes me not look super cool. I have seen people pull them off. I saw people. And I wish I yeah. could because I think they're awesome. In my opinion, <laughs> I think they're always dorky. And the only people that pulled them off were like, was like Usher in his prime back in the day. 
Like, you know, like the FUBU kind of look. It's the only you, Oh, people. sure, the big furry vibe. Yeah, that's the only time I've thought. And even then I was like, that still looks dorky. Like, I think there's a bucket hat for many personalities. Like, there, mm. if you look good in a golfer hat, mm-hmm. then you'll probably look good in a Kangle bucket hat. Mm. Or if like look- if you love fedoras, yeah. then also a Kangle will probably work really well for you. But, like, hippier people, you're going to need it to be more like a stun hat. Mm. You know? There's, like, degrees of class to where it gets to. I think the people who look the best in a bucket hat are, like, grimy, dirty hippies. I do agree with that. Like, barefoot motherfuckers who enjoy patchwork uh, clothing. Hmm. Yes. Trust fun. My people. White girls with dreadlocks. And describe me to a T. Huge gauged earrings. They mm. will pull off a bucket hat like nobody's. Been. Yeah, well, there you go. Well, the fans of the Beavers, Beavers basketball specifically, all wearing. There was like forty orange bucket hats, and uh, ironically, they couldn't find a bucket when they needed it most. Because in the end, Rivaldo Soros went had had scored zero points late in the fourth right he had zero honestly didn't have a great game except for the very end when he drains a three a game tying three in the final seconds which I, I felt huge at that moment really like quieted the crowd of like oh shit are the ducks gonna win this one and then after a defensive stand on the other side ducks have the ball they're draining you know they're winding down the clock Will Richardson, who who has been battling through a lot, we're not quite sure fully. Like it was, there was a a a big, there was a lot of talk of Will Richardson not even playing this game because he's going through Woof. some kind of injury. They're not being especially specific about it, but he is. He's going been playing at eighty percent because of a fucking injury. It sounds like it. And I, you know, I, I think a lot of times coaches do say this just to kind of like, eh, don't be so mean to my boy. But I, I think, you know, oh. I think that would make sense. Um, however, so he's got the ball in his hands. And normally you would assume he's going to be the one to take the shot. But it was very clear, and this has been kind of his MO a lot of the year, is that he's like, I don't want to be the last one. I want this ball out of my hands. And so he passes mm-hmm. it to Soros, who just hit the three, you know. And yeah. clock draining, you know, clock uh, winding down. We got seconds left. Soros hits a jumper. That makes it. Boom. Wins us the game by two points. Wow. 69 to 67, which also there means it continues our streak of if the Ducks hold them to below 69 points, they win a game. They don't necessarily below have 70. to get 69. Oh, below 70. Good point. Apparently, the other team get a little 69, but doesn't mean they're going to win. Um, well, yeah. I will say it is just really funny how often Boss's little comment. <laughs> I don't know why it stuck with me, Yeah, but then here it is, and it continuously comes true. That Ever 69 mark first is going to win this game. Yeah, it really is a big, yeah, it's a big number in the game. It's ruined basketball for me, to be honest. <laughs> And you used to be such a diehard fan. <laughs> <laughs> um, in the end, great point. I will say this though, Richard. Uh, this was a historic game for our King Richard here, uh, because he got seven assists in this game, which bumps it up to four hundred and ninety career assists. Good which, God. Yeah, he's been here for a while, which means he's ten away from Luke Ridnor, uh, number four. And which would, you know, Luke Rinder played from 2000 to 2003. Um, one of the famous Lukes on this team. Uh, so that would give him a number four assist all time. And actually, the next game that Will Richardson plays will be his 144th game, which will tie him for most ever played by an Oregon Duck. Um, it would tie him with Jonathan Lloyd and Peyton Pritchard. And then the game after that, he will officially have the most games played by a duck in men's basketball, which is very cool. Very cool. I 
feel like mm-hmm. those stats would carry more weight mm. if he was just a bit more successful. Yeah, well, it's funny because these kind of stats a lot of times can kind of be a double-edged sword because it's like, oh, wow, it's impressive you played as many games. It also means that you were, you were like, most likely it means you were not good enough to go to the next level, you know, when you wanted to. But you're a starter. But you are good enough to start or at least get playing time. Yeah. And then the assist is like, well, the position you played, once you've played this many games, uh, it makes sense that you'd get that many assists. But it also is mm-hmm. impressive that you look back and you're like, you know, for example, like, like oh, wow, Luke Renor did that in, you know, less time. Yeah. Even. It's also like, congratulations, you passed the ball to the guy who well, I mean, helped your team score points. I'll say this. I mean, the game of basketball is passing. I'll say this. Uh what is good, I think, Will Richardson right now, I mean, he was one of six in this game, uh, scored just five points. Really, our our big scorers in this were Enfali Dante, 16 points, Keyshawn Bartholomew, 11, and Jermaine Kuznard, who actually uh, fouled out, got 12 points. Uh, so, and Quincy Garrier got 10 points. So, I think what's going to work for this team, if anything works for this team, in this final stretch where we will be absolutely desperate, is Will Richardson not being the actual, like, uh, scoring point guard, but being a true distributor of the ball. And the other guards, Jermaine Kuznard, Quincy Garrier, Keyshawn Bartholomew, they will need to step up. You know, they, they're they going to be the offensively, they're going to need to step up. And which is kind of good because it looks like as of right now, Kuznard and Bartholomew, you know, every other night, it seems like one of them has had a really good game where they're living up to their potential. So that is a formula that can work. And then you got Enfali Dante on the inside and some other really talented seven footers, you know. So, yeah, like in theory, he doesn't have to be a crazy scorer. Uh, if yeah. anything, we want more assists from him, if if that's the case, you know. But isn't it also, like, a little too late in the season oh, to yeah. start <laughs> hoping and wishing on these other three people to, like, do anything that huh? positive value in the long term? I mean, it's, it's you know, uh, there's still a possibility for them to make the tournament. It's just now, it's like we got two games left against Cal, who's terrible, and against Stanford who beat us earlier in the year and is a pretty good right. team. They're like kind of like us. They're like, they can beat some good teams. They can lose to anyone. Those two games, so surprisingly, actually, Arizona State is ju- is one game ahead of us, and we are fifth place in the Pac-12. So that means if we were to win, we would have to win both games is my guess here. No, not my guess. Okay. I'm pretty sure the way the tiebreakers work out and everything – we would have to win two games, and then Arizona State would have to most likely lose two games to UCLA. Yeah, get out of here. When you have to, when your chances rely on another team doing something, well, it's like, all right. Let me set you this up. We don't have to do this to enter the big dance. This kind of doesn't matter. It matters a little bit because Arizona State, so they're playing against UCLA, who's number two country in the team. Um, best team in the Pac-12, so likely they'll lose to them. And then they got to play against USC, who is number three in the Pac-12, and overall a good team. So, and they are playing for something, you know. So that's also, you know, it's it's possible ASU loses both those games. It's pos- it's so, possible we win if that were to happen. Ducks could get into the fourth place in the Pac-12. The reason why that matters is because the first four teams in the Pac-12 get a bye game. They don't have to play that first game in the Pac-12 tournament, which is only good, right? It makes a really hard thing a little less hard. What the Ducks would have to do, though, to make the tournament is at least make the championship game for the Pac-12 tournament. I'm not sure if that is even enough. They may have to actually win the whole thing. Uh, so yeah, that is that is unlikely. I mean, we've been watching this team; it's unlikely. You're saying, but that's what they have to do. 
Hey, podcast listener. Hey, Come you. over here. Come yeah. over here. Get over here. Yeah. Nice headphones you got in here. Oh, yeah, I like those, Chevy. Be a shame if something were to happen to those headphones, eh? <laughs> Stomped them on the ground, eh? Be real easy to avoid that smashing if you went over to the Quack12 Twitter account and gave us a little follow. Just a little follow, that's all we're asking. And hey, look at that. I hear you listening to your new podcast apps in your car, huh? Driving home, making the long journey feel a little shorter, eh? Is that yeah. what he's doing there, bud? <laughs> yeah, turning your three-hour drive into a nice little vacation, huh? Be a shame if your car ended up on the bottom of a lake. Splash. Splash maybe with you in the trunk of it, huh? Glug, glug, guzzle, guzzle. Maybe all that can be avoided with a little trip to the quack. 12 page on Apple Podcast. All you got to do is go to Apple Podcast, Quack 12, give us internet. five stars. Yeah, the internet. You got it, bud. Five stars. Leave us a little comment. Help other people find it. Maybe it'll help people find you when they find out that you're gone missing if you catch my drift. You seen the posters on the telephone poles? Yeah, those are those are people that didn't give us fucking five stars. Some of them did, and we did it anyways. And then uh, you know, uh, oh hey, hey look at look at this podcast listen on their long inner inner uh, continental flight, making things not so bad. Not wanting to hear that baby by covering it up. Wah wah, so they say, putting on them headphones. Trying to get the sky waitress's attention. Get over here. Give me more of that Quack 12 podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you? Yeah. You want some more of that Quack 12 podcast, don't you? Yeah. You want to buy some more from us, don't you? Get it. Otherwise, you know, because if you don't buy this Quack 12 podcast insurance, you never know when your plane's going to go straight down into the water, into the old Atlantic. Never to be seen again. Glug, glug, guzzle, guzzle. In case you don't want to be th- part of the rock and roller club of the bottom of the fucking ocean, then I recommend you go to the Quack 12 Patreon. Come on, come on. Why don't you go to the Quack 12 Patreon, give us five smackaroos, and for that we can forget about the whole nasty business have you on your way. We'll forget about it. We'll forget about it, all right? Five measly dollars. That's all I got. Now listen up, punk. Because it looks like you're not seeing so good right now. My boss is talking to you, chump. Aren't you, chump? Yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. All right, let him him go, Mikey. Let him go. In the bottom of the fucking ocean. Ayo! Quack, quack. You're saying the mm-hmm. road to the NCAA, mm-hmm. whatever you call it, playoffs, tournament. yeah, tournament, big dance, is that it's like the steepest mountain any man has ever had to climb. Not quite, because we could be Cal. Cal has won, I think, one, maybe two. I forget. Uh, Pac-12 games, like they are maybe a little more. They're, they're really, really bad. They're number twelve. They're gonna right off the bat have to play UCLA, and they would then they would have to win, you know, <laughs> three more games or something. Like they have it worse than us, technically, you know. Oh, those uh, poor bastards. And they have worse players too. Like our players uh-huh. are on paper good. Like things just aren't working out. I'm not saying any of this is likely. I'm just saying this is the path. If they don't want to be in the fucking NIT, which nobody wants that. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? So, right there you have it. Uh, I hope they do. I mean, funny enough, they're looking just about better than they ever have this season. So, there you go. They shouldn't be an easy out. No one's going to want to play us, you know. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm excited for the Pac-12 tournament. I don't have high hopes. I hope I'm surprised. That's all I got to say about the men's team anyways. Any any final questions think, about this squad? No, final statement. Okay. 
what you just described is that great Disney sports movie that everyone loves. However, what we have established, we are the bad guys. It's true. So whoever is having that movie, we ain't in it. <laughs> we are in we are in the fucking like vault hanging out for whenever the franchise needs a reboot. Mm-hmm. We'll be back eviler than ever. Sounds good. And it'll be awesome because we'll be winning, but it'll be pure evil. <laughs> so the track you described is a good guy's track. We're a bad guy. I'm looking forward to it. Aaron, let's get into women's basketball here. Now this me, team, baby. this team was a bit on the ropes. You know how I've been talking about Kelly Graves a little, a little worried. Oh boy! Well, apparently he heard me, and he's like, "Time to get our shit together," because against number fourteen Arizona. Now keep in mind, we had lost. We were entering this game a seven-game losing streak. We had lost Yuck. our previous seven games. A lot of it, and I mean, Pac-12, best conference in women's basketball, period. So that is one thing. We had lost against some pretty good teams. I mean, Wazoo, legit team. UCLA, top 25 team. Uh, USC, I think it's a pretty good squad. Utah, absolutely class. I mean, they even beat Stanford this last week. Colorado as well. I mean, you know, these are good teams. Stanford, uh, many of them top 25 teams, but... We didn't look competitive in a lot of these. And the energy was just off. Uh, specifically in one of our veterans, Tahina Pal Pal. That was, you could see something was off. Like Richardson, actually, um, Kelly Graves went to talk about Pal Pal to the press and said she's actually been going through some injuries as well. He wouldn't be, right. or, uh, I forget whether he said he was, she was going through something very vague, you know, but I will tell you this. I, I hope that was his exact words. She, she's going through oh, something how about vague. She's going through something um, very vague. <laughs> Basketball player problems, you know, um, but he, he even had mentioned it because she was going through, one of the worst stretches of her career, really scoring not many points at all. And overall, in the season even, she hadn't done... No, she wasn't very prolific on offense. We'll just leave it at that. But against number 14, Arizona, we finally, finally got our top 25 win. We finally got a win against a quality opponent. And it was a big one. Because I'll tell you this, we hit 69 first because we win this bad boy 73-59. to 59. Damn! In, in a large part, when this bodes really well for us, in a large part because Tahina Pow Pow showed the fuck up. She scored 21 points, my man. 21 points. She hit That's five three-pointers. And keep in mind, this is... You know, we lost to Washington the week before in Seattle. However, Tahina Pow Pow, she um, was great in that game. She, she found her shot again. She was draining threes. She was one of the only reasons we were in that game. And she scored 22 points in Seattle against Washington. Here, she scores 21 points. So it, it just felt very nice. Her energy was up. After the game... She gave a really good interview where, in her words, not her direct words, I don't have the quote here, but to summarize, she actually said a big part of it, what was holding her back, was mental parts of the game. I think she was really sure. down on herself. She was yep. not confident confident in her shot due to assholes like me, probably. Yep. Like, she she was just not having a good time out there. Mentally not clicked in. She credited Coach Kelly Graves, her family, her friends, her teammates, diehard fans, and really lifting her up. And she said, finally, she kind of got her groove back. And it made a huge difference in this game because it suddenly looked like, you know, the Ducks of old. Like, hitting that three is a crucial part. 
in our in our whole system here. And I'll tell you this: this really this really pegs uh, the turning point. Uh, hopefully, a, a regular turn. I mean, the crucial turning point for this season. But the so in the last eleven previous games, she had scored eleven three pointers. In the last two games, so Washington and against Arizona, she had scored 11 three-pointers. So huh. it, it, it feels like she's really found her groove here. I, the, our largest lead was actually a 49-33 to 33 lead. Uh, so, I mean, we were really rock, uh, rocking it up. However, I don't want to leave this as a complete blowout because – Within the fourth quarter, they ra- Arizona rallied back, and this was a fifty-seven to fifty-six game. And so, you know, it, we did have to reach down for this one, but overall, really good showing from the Ducks. Ducks went ten of twenty-four from three-point land. Much better. That is that is actually a pretty solid shooting night. Uh, Twenty-five of fifty-three from the floor. Forty rebounds. Everything came together. Uh, India Rogers got 18 points. Chance Gray hit four three-pointers. Uh, I'm very happy about Chance Gray. Filipina Che got 14 rebounds, like I said. Everything turned on. Everything went really well. I was glad about you know, this one. I believe it was last week. It might have been the week before. Mm-hmm. I mentioned something about to the effect of uh, just kind of like the whole giving up mentality you know mm-hmm. and i i wonder it seems like maybe i'm not too far off with what she said about like the self-confidence blah 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 like yeah when you go into that rut you kind of have like a i don't know not a quitters mentality but you know what i mean like, it's i think what it comes down to is you see it like you a lot of times you're getting split seconds Right when the ball is passed to you, where you're either, you know, like, either you're completely open or there's a split second where you're open. That means you got to be taking that shot without a moment hesitation. There needs to be nothing in your mind. It needs to be a clear, like, robotic boom, boom, drain the three. You see that from the best three-point shooters is that there's not even if there's a hand in their face it's doing, a muscle memory thing it's a muscle it's memory like thing it's like being able to yeah. play a g on a guitar yeah you know but, you just know how to do you just blink but even i mean like if it's a game you know if it's a shot that can win you or lose you the game even in that moment you still got to be like that and mm-hmm. it that is a confidence thing too like it's it is, yes it is a robotic thing but it's also like the well, confidence to get there you know what i mean yeah yeah, and I'm I'm totally agreeing with you in the fact of like when you know that and I go like this and then my hand goes like that and I can feel the ball like this and I do this, mm-hmm. it goes in, you know, and once you just have that down and you're feeling just so great because you're like, I have figured out my shot and then all of a sudden it just stops being your shot, mm-hmm. that can fuck with you. You're like what the fuck? I'm literally doing everything I'm supposed to be doing here. My mechanics mm-hmm. are perfect. That's well. That's the thing. When you and if, then you're like, it's just not fucking going in. Mm-hmm. It's like <laughs> if you hit ten in a row one day, and you're like, oh my gosh, I can't quit. Like, I'm, I can't stop. I'm amazing. Next day you go out there, you know, mid game, or or to start start of the game, and you miss that first three. That's when it gets in, it. it it's the confidence to be like, even though I missed that, I need to just approach it the exact same way next time. Like, you know what I mean? Yep. Like, I need to still attack. And she's, I, she's really found that, seemingly. I yeah. want to make a huge blanket statement as an old man. Of course. As is your privilege. I fear the young adults her age, a little bit lower, a little bit higher, you know, mm-hmm. like that area of age you're 16 so you're 21 year 20 year oh boy here we go let's hear it i fear they are lacking a sense of self-confidence they just don't want to work anymore you know what i mean no no <laughs> i don't think it has anything to do with that i think it has a lot more to do with the fact of how prevalent reality is on the internet and the fact that they've grown up inside of that they're seeing you know they've had to grow up in an Amer- in a world where things are dark all the time. 
I mean, I guess and so if things are dark all the time, and that's how you start perceiving it, then you're gonna have like, you know, you're not gonna be a super confident person because you weren't, you weren't given rainbows and bullshit your whole fucking adolescence to build you up to be like, I can do anything. Yeah. Well, <laughs> now it's like, I mean, I I don't know. Can you do anything? Also, get off Aaron's lawn. That's all I got to say. Get off of his lawn, you pesky kids. Mind the pink flamingos, motherfuckers. Nice. Do you actually have pink flamingos? I have one. Very that, proud of it. I love it. It's, that's a classic. Classic. Um, Aaron, I'll just go into this next one. Because I remember this is the one I was really circling as doomsday. Because I was worried the final six games that we had the potential to lose all six. We had lost the first four. And so I was like, oh. Okay, this could be it. We beat we a surprising beatdown of number 14 Arizona. Though I should say they lost to a very bad Beavers team two days later. So maybe Arizona ain't that great, but I digress. So then we go against, I mean, this is where it gets weird. An Arizona State team who had not won a single Pac-12 game until... The game before they play the Ducks, they beat the Beavers. So this really, I'm like, how do the, how do the it's Beavers just slowly beat Arizona, melting around? But don't beat whatever. <laughs> um, the transitive property here is terrible. Yeah, yeah, exactly. However, uh, so Arizona State had one win against the Pac-12 team coming into Matt Knight Arena, and fortunately, um, Ducks took care of business as they should. Against a team with only one win. Uh, we won this game 77-48. to 48. So this was actually a beatdown. This was also Bag. senior day. So India Rogers, uh. um, Taya Hansen, uh, Hosendove, Hurst. They were all honored. All of them, I do believe, could come back if they wanted to. I do believe. I'm not quite sure. We'll see. Because of the Rona? Yeah, I think because the extra year. Um, I especially hope Rodgers comes back. That would be a huge boon for us. But regardless, this is senior day for them. Uh, it was And it was actually a pretty good attendance. 7,000 or something people there. I forget. Maybe a little less. Um, Grace Van Sluten, this is the third game she was not in due to that injury. Fortunately... Um, it's, uh, according to reports and such, she is practicing, she looks pretty mobile, she's like, you know, playing with them in pregame and stuff like that, so I would assume that she's going to be ready for the tournament. I would hope so, fingers crossed, that'll be a big, big time get for us. Um, Pow Pow though, dude, 23 points in the first half of this game. She hit a career-high seven three-pointers in this game, which means she has just been going off. That means 18 three-pointers in the last three games from Pow Pow. She has found her shot possibly at the perfect time. The team looks a whole lot better when you've got a consistent three-point shooter. Uh, She led all scorers in this game with 23 pointers. uh, Sorry, 23 points. Um, she was taken out late, actually, because both Rogers and Pow Pow were a little shaken up at the end. I don't think it was anything to worry about, but they did kind of um, look a little, ugh, you know, a little worse for rare at the end of this game due to playing hard. I don't think we got to worry about it, though. Um, yeah, absolutely great stuff. Uh, congratulations to all the seniors, obviously. A uh, really fun game. Taya Hansen, especially, always really fun to watch. I've I've really liked her, especially against her old team. You know, she played against Arizona State back in the day. Uh, played for Arizona State. So that is the final game of the regular season for the Ducks. You know, up and down affair, but overall still over five hundred. And Aaron for the Pac-12 tournament, which starts March first, I do believe two thirty p.m. for the Ducks. They will be playing. Drum roll, please. The Washington Huskies. Mm. That's, and, you know, as we know, the last time we played them in Seattle, they kind of humiliated us, especially they pulled away pretty hard 
late in the game. They beat us 68-60. to 2.30 p.m. Wednesday, March 1st. That is right. The nine-seeded Ducks will take on the eight-seeded Huskies. I am willing to say it's weird because even though we haven't had a very good season and we actually haven't beat many teams currently in the top 25, uh-huh. our net ranking... Because the opponents we've played are so good, even when we lose. And a lot of times we'll lose pretty, you know, under 10 points to really good teams, even if it didn't look like that good while you're watching it. Uh, Because of all those things, our net ranking is still top 25. Like, we still are actually, and they really use that to determine who's going to be, it's one of the main things to determine who's getting in to the tournament. So, there's still a possibility if we lose to the Huskies, we can get in the tournament, but it is up in the air, actually unlikely. So, this is a must-win for this program if we want to go to the dance. After that, if we were to beat the Huskies, which would be very nice, then we're going straight up against Stanford. I, I guess that if we lose to Stanford... Due to our high net ranking, we're still getting into the tournament. Probably as a lower seed, though. But, hey, we were competitive against Stanford last time. Stanford just lost to Utah. Stanford's lost to Washington, you know, lesser teams. So, hey, let's let's go for it. They're not a perfect team. Let's, let's try to win these two games and see what happens. See if we can win this freaking tournament. I don't know. Oh, obviously you want to try and win your games. Yeah. I mean, now's the time. Now is crunch time, especially that it's that Washington game. It feels like an important game for the program. Like, don't drop. This it. is the part that I hated about school. Mm-hmm. Was that like deadline feeling mm. where you know I procrastinate and then I got. Two days to finish a huge project that's going to require me explaining to my mom why she needs to take me to Hobby Lobby to grab a bunch of supplies that I can make a giant. <laughs> and we need the history inter- of the Uzi. <laughs> <laughs> a plus in Texas. Yeah. Damn. Damn. The callback good, game today is so good. Ooh. Yeah, that's right, baby. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, what can as I you say? can see, as presented in Dead Presidents. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, my man. So, th- so hey, women's basketball. I mean, th- it's it's freaking crunch time, baby. But not only that, if Pow Pow is legit, you know, legit back, power to her. I really hope so. She's a very fun player to watch. Very easy player to root for. And Rogers stays consistent, which she has this whole season. And Grace Van Sluten comes in, and she's able to go pretty, you know, close to a hundred percent. And Filipina Chase starts to feel more confident. We got a real good team, a real good chance to try to go late deep in this. It's just like, okay, can you get through this tournament? This is, I mean, we are in the best conference. So let's let's give it hell, baby. I'm ready for it. I'm, I, I was, I'm already a little less angry at Graves, got to say. Huh. I believe <clears throat> it is wise continuously critique those who are in power. Sure. Therefore, not off the hot seat yet. In fact, probably will remain on the hot seat, in my opinion, because if anyone should be working at 100%, it's the person calling the shots. Yeah. I like going at oh. against coaches because it's like, well, who's getting paid? A lot of times, who's getting paid millions of dollars? Graves yep. is concerned. I don't really know his contract, but you know, who's getting paid a lot of money comparatively to most Look, people in this world? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna swing for left <laughs> field, baby. What, I'm gonna make some people laugh. I'm gonna make some people cry. I'm gonna make some people want to write angry emails to me. Mm. I bet you, Kelly Graves. Makes $150,000 a year. That's pretty good. Eh? I think he may be one of the lowest paid college basketball no, that's coaches. 
I hope it's true because if he gets more than that, he should be far more animated as a coach <laughs> and quote unquote entertainment character. He, I saw him looking pretty. Oh, here we go. After previous being figured and Graves will now be paid just over that mark with a guaranteed salary that will cap. <laughs> $1.3 million. A year or over five years? In total, Graves' new deal pays him $10.85 million over the course of the next nine years. So he's rich. Yeah, we were able to criticize him. That's why, And I try, I will say this too, like, I try Dude. not to shit on players too much because it's stuff like this. Like, if you rag on Richardson, if you rag on Pow Pow too much, it's like they're unplayed players paying for your entertainment that are going Who through are a whole lot of shit, you know? like Working off of terrible diets, having to do the workload of a regular student to a varying degree, yeah. but are constantly in a state of chaos. Yeah, I mean, that's tough. Man. They have to live through chaos. Meanwhile, this schmo puts on, like, a mediocre jumpsuit at best and then sits down the whole time. Like, brother, go get a haircut, put on a goddamn tie, and represent this team. God, <laughs> Maybe I'm old school, Adam. I would wear a suit. I, think. I know I actually, if I was a basketball coach, I would absolutely be the kind that's wearing a suit. Just say I wouldn't be the sports. I wouldn't. Gear, gear warm. I'm not a suit guy, but I would. You know, I would do like this sweater with the button up underneath it, just so I have like a representative look. I don't know. I don't know. The Phil Jacksons just look sharp in a suit when they're screaming, and you're like, this dude is screaming for a reason because he's wearing a suit. True. It's true. Respect every person with a suit. That's that's one of our things. That and buy a newsie. <laughs> yes. Aaron, uh, speaking no, of speaking of swinging for left field. I do believe we have one more segment to end this. Take me out to the ball game. Take me out with the crowd. That is right. It is Quackerjacks, baby, because <laughs> that is right. The Oregon softball team went to the Mary Nutter Collegiate Classic. Ah, the Mary Nutter Collegiate Classic. Is there a more beautiful string of words you can put together? Like a pearl necklace. That is right. Cal Ooh. State Fullerton. Started the day off bad for the softball. Bad, 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 because 0-5 to five softball loss. But then came a most miraculous stretch where they beat number 19 Northwestern 2-1. to one. Then they kept the momentum by beating the Florida Gators, number three in the country, 8-0. to zero. Then came the Missouri Tigers. Would they upset the Ducks? Oh, no, 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 no. Because for the third game in a row, the Ducks beat a top 25 team. Thanks specifically to Bunker, McGowan, and Humphreys, who all hit two home runs on Saturday. Then to close out the most miraculous time at the Diamond, they beat UC San Diego 2-1. to one. Meanwhile, on the other side of the gender, the Duck baseball team, previously unbeaten, gets swept by the UC Santa Barbara uh, Lobos. I forget. They lost two to six, zero to ten, then one to four. Oh, is there anything worse than a Duck baseball loss? I ask you. Maybe Pearl Harbor. Well, goddamn. Yeah, those end on a pretty dour note sometimes. You know, old-timey baseball shit. Uh, I didn't go to any of these games. I'm planning on checking it out, but it has been terrible weather down in Eugene, and I don't want to sit in a bit. Well, these haven't even been in Eugene. That'll be my excuse. Except for the baseball one. I should have been there. I should have <laughs> been there. Uh, Forgiven? Thank you. For now. Thank you. I'll try to make it Still out on soon, the hot though. seat. Yeah, I'll try to make it out soon, though. I'm, I am excited to see these teams. Meanwhile, though, Aaron, it's been a blast. What can I say? Is there not covered seating at the? Uh, there, there is. Fields? But it's been it's been raining sideways, man. It's been oh, snowing. Yeah, in you Eugene. can't be having that. It's been goddamn snowing. 
And even if I was in California, apparently it would have been snowing. So Yeah. The joy of the last few days here in Seattle where you wake up and there's like an inch of snow on the ground and then by two PM totally dry. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean it's kinda of same it's thing funny. here, but it's freaking cold. Listeners if you enjoyed this podcast, why don't you go over to Apple Podcasts and give us five stars? Why don't you? It costs oh, you nothing. Oh, come on. Why don't you? Um, also, please, if if you like to hear uh, our, our voices more, why don't you go over to our Patreon? You can access that by going to quack12.com. That'll send you over to our classic Patreon, where for five measly bucks a month, you can get... Hours and hours and hours of duck-themed content. Uh, fun stuff like our Quack and Time series, in which we go through every single year of Oregon football history. We review a bunch of different games, bowl games, Duck D&D. So much fun stuff, I gotta say. Also, it just helps this podcast come to you free, weekly, over and over, until the end of time. Throw it down, big man. P.S. Bill Walton was on Saturday Night Live. Did you see that? I thought it was funny. No, uh, yeah, SNL doesn't do it for me anymore. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Makes sense. Aaron, it was a blast. Yo. I hope you had a good weekend. Um, and I hope next time we talk, we are celebrating Pac-12 tournament championship. Knock on wood. I would love it, man. I would love it. Please, women's basketball. At least we's watching. I guess I'll be watch. Watching. Beat you, Dub. That's all I'm asking. That's all I'm asking. We'll see y'all next week, folks. We love ya. Bye. Bye.